Are you struggling to get your project off the ground? Is the term research a dirty word? Need help finding more resources? Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another podcast with the Center for Nursing Inquiry. Elizabeth Scala here, one of your hosts, and I'm the research program coordinator. And I'm Addie. I'm the evidence-based practice program coordinator. Excellent. Excellent. So we have a great podcast for you today. We're going to be talking about a process known as the title abstract screening. And so if you have no idea what we're talking about, keep tuned in. This is a really, really great process to use when doing evidence-based practice with a team. In fact, I've kind of learned this process from Maddie in that I was all over the place. I was a bit disorganized got a lot of files, a lot of articles. She's seen my desk. And so we're going to talk about the title abstract screen. So you work with an informationist when you're doing an evidence-based practice project. After you've done your PICO, after you've filled out your Appendix B and you have your question in your search terms, and you send off this information to our informationist, which can help us with the search. And when they run the search in the various databases, they will send you back a large data set of all of the articles that you're going to comb through to figure out if they're relevant for your evidence-based practice project. So Maddie, if I get back thousands of results and I have this huge spreadsheet, you know, first of all, what am I doing? Not so much, but like, why am I doing this process in general? So that's a great question. You might get a thousand articles back and the first 10 that pop up, you're like, oh, these articles are amazing. They answer my question. I'm going to read them and I'm done. That can be a great way to sort of get yourself excited about things and sort of figure out what's relevant and not relevant. But if you have a thousand articles, number 999 might be the best article for you. So it's a really important to go through this in a structured way so that First of all, you don't have to read a thousand articles because I don't think any of us have time for that, but also you don't want to miss anything. So it's really getting you into that sweet spot of not missing anything, but also not having to create a whole bunch of extra work for yourself where you're reading hundreds or thousands of articles that just don't answer your question. Excellent. So you're saying when you get back that large data set from the informationist, at times, you know, some of those articles will be in for us to read the full article and some may not. And instead of saying wow, I'm really overwhelmed and now I have to read a thousand articles. That's not necessarily the case. So why actually do this then in this systematic format? Well, as you do it in a systematic format, it helps you out in a couple ways. The first way it helps you out is hopefully and luckily you're doing most of your evidence-based practice projects in a team. And if you're going to be doing a team project, you need to make sure that everyone's following the same rules and is on the same page about the thing that you're keeping in and the things that you're keeping out. So if you haven't set up a really concrete way to do this, I might be reading one article and saying, oh, yes, this definitely is in, whereas Elizabeth might be reading something else and saying, uh, heck no, this is out. So if we have established a very formulaic way to do it with set rules, then we all know that we're operating under the same assumptions and that those articles at the end will all be in or out for the same reason. Okay, so you just mentioned the team and we're all going to be reviewing multiple articles and, you know, maybe I'm assigned 10 and my buddy is assigned 10 and like I'm reading these articles, but am I reading the full article? You know, what are the steps? Like we've been telling people the why behind this process, but let's go back to we're getting that really large spreadsheet with let's keep with the number a thousand titles. What's the first thing? What's the second? Like, what am I actually doing? 
So it's called a title abstract screening for a reason. So the first thing that you're going to do or you and your buddy are going to do is go through all the titles of the articles. So you have a list of them and you say yes or no. Is this included or is this excluded for every single title? Once you've looked at all those titles, let's say you have a thousand articles and by 500 titles, you think, hey, these might answer my questions. Then it's time to go to the abstract screening. So you're going to open up the abstract for each of those articles. And based on the abstract, you're going to decide if it's included or excluded. The biggest thing is don't get too excited because people, I think, sometimes say, wow, this article sounds so interesting, so amazing. I'm going to open up the full text. I'm going to read it. And you sort of throw yourself off track through your process if you're sort of digging in deep to every article. It's sort of like when you think of that click hole on YouTube where you can't get out. So it's really important to just look at the titles, just look at the abstracts, and then based on that, then you can go through the full article. That's also really important so that we're all, again, doing it the same way. So if I'm reading a whole bunch of articles, I'll say, hey, these ones were excluded because of the title. It shouldn't be in there. These ones are excluded because of the abstract. And it's important for the other person to be able to say the same and not be using extra information that they read you know, through, the, through reading the whole article and doing extra research. So it keeps us all, again, on that same page going through the same steps. Sure. And I bet it also saves us some time because... For example, the group is only in the title screening process. And again, you're assigned, if you're on a team, maybe you're assigned 10 in this spreadsheet that are assigned to you specifically. And all you're doing in that first step is screening those 10 titles based only on the title in front of me is the article in or out. And when you're done, because that should take pretty quick. I mean, you're really just looking at a one sentence title for 10 articles and you're done. And then again, when you're on that next step, you're only screening the abstract. So it was, you know, what happened to me one time, Maddie, is I was looking at the abstract and I didn't know based on the abstract if it was in or out. So I did, you know, go to the article and I kind of was going out of the process. What should I do then if I'm looking at an abstract and I'm not sure? Yeah, that's a great question. I've had someone ask me before, hey, I couldn't tell from the abstract if this is in or out, what should I do? And the answer is, if you can't exclude it, then it's by default in. So you're basically actively looking for a reason to say, no, this does not answer my question. It is out. If you can't do that, then it's in. So it's in until proven otherwise. So whenever you have that question, I can't tell, that means it's in. Exactly. And so when I get through the title screen, then the abstract screen, then the third step of this would be the full text screen. So whatever wasn't yet excluded and has continued in through those first two screens, that's when we're actually pulling up the full article and then deciding based on full text review, you know, am I including it in my evidence-based practice project or not? So we hope that this content has been helpful. We also have video resources to accompany this that'll show you literally the spreadsheet and what we're talking about. You can find us on the nursing intranet. If you go to the homepage, there's a big yellow box on the left-hand side that says nursing resources. Center for Nursing Inquiries toward the bottom. And once you get there, you'll find our videos, other podcasts, other workshops and tools. And you can always contact us at our email address, which is nursinginquiry at jhmi.com. Thank you. Mm -hmm.